Well, on such an auspicious day, we crown yet another king, the king of street circuits, Sergio Perez. However, will his crown be taken from one of the 19 pretenders that sit behind him tomorrow? Well, we'll see. Welcome to episode 279 of the Grid Talk podcast, and today we are here to review qualifying for the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. My name is Lou Edwards, and today, and today joining me, we have Grid Talk co-host Sophia Richmond. Hi. We have Rachel from Paddock Pals. Hello. And making his Grid Talk debut is broadcaster Charlie White. Hi, everyone. But before we get to the episode, we must, of course, thank our sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sporting wagering needs. Basketball. MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is your fastest and easiest way to get your bog, uh, your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, Sophia, we'll start with you. And yes, it didn't happen in the most conventional sense today, but Sergio Perez has taken pole, and most importantly, for this championship fight, Max Verstappen is in ninth. That's just mega. I am so excited for this. It makes it so interesting. Given that Miami is a very difficult and narrow track to overtake, we're definitely going to have to see how Max can do going up um, the grid starting from ninth. Also, you still have some teams, some drivers that are actually a little bit lower in the grid than normal, i.e. Lewis Hamilton in 14th, which we'll, we'll discuss later. It's going to be some really good battles. And obviously you have Charles down as well. And then you have some random ones up at the top of the grid, which... Oh my God, like watching the last of it, I was so excited. I was on the edge of my seat waiting for it. I was probably, I was about like 90% sure that they would not resume that session because they verified it so late, even with it being technically overlap. But yeah, Checo, I mean, the fans are going wild over there as well. You could just hear it in the interviews and it, I'm really excited for him. It's what he needs for the championship as well. He's only six points away from Max um, in the battle. So I hope he can retain it and he can take his win. This is his first poll that isn't at Jeddah on Street Circuit as well. So it's going to be quite an exciting one for Checo. So hopefully he'll make it. We'll see how Max does. I'm estimating maybe a few places. I don't see him on a podium, though. Maybe. I might be wrong. Mm, maybe, but we've seen Max having to fight through the odds a lot this season, but he will certainly have some stern uh, opposition to contend with. And Perez, Rachel, also will have some <laughs> some quite tough competition off the line as he's lined up <laughs> against Fernando Alonso, notoriously good at starting, and will be hungry for a first race win this season. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. I think we're going to see some great action off the line with Fernando. I mean, Fernando, he maybe has two loves right now that Aston Martin and Taylor Swift. So, I mean, he's just has it all right now. And I'm, I'm so happy for him. So happy that he's been able to have this amazing year. And I think tomorrow off the line, I don't know. I think he beaten Checo into the first corner. Just, just my thoughts, but yeah, I, I think we're going to see him slam off that line. It's going to be great. Well, I actually, I'm, I'm very much hoping that it's, it's going to be the case tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, but running out the top three, Charlie, Carlos Sainz. So this is Carlos Sainz's first top three in qualifying this season. He's been agonizingly close, you know, sort of sat around fourth, fifth. But he made it work when his teammate couldn't because his teammate ended up in the wall. Yeah, and I mean, the Ferrari did look pretty good on track today. It had some decent pace. Uh, he kind of gets the benefit of his teammate crashing into the same corner I think he did yesterday. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was the same corner with the same kind of snapback that sent him in there before. So Leclerc's loss is kind of saying uh, Carlos's gain. Um, but overall, I don't... <clears throat> It's with Magnuson, Gasly, Russell behind him. I think really at this stage, it's he can probably hold on unless Max kind of comes up through the ranks and, and challenges for P3. But what what how the how the uh, the grid currently lines up right now, I don't really see him having too much of a too much too much of a challenge otherwise. Yeah, he's, he's certainly put himself in a good position and. We've known from Carlos Sainz, he does have pace in that Ferrari. We know that he's he's a quick driver. He's just not been able to show it. And P4 now. Now, this is... We were talking on Monday, um, well, in the preview, Sophia, that Haas have been notoriously pretty bad at their home races. But here we are, Kevin Magnussen, P4. Yes, maybe a bit lucky. But P4 is P4. And now he's great chance for some good points tomorrow. I think that was my bold prediction, actually, was both Haas's and the points, I, be- I believe. So if I get half of that right, I will be ecstatic for that. Um, I mean, Magnus is just, like, listening to the radio. And also, um, Sky, um, Sky F1's actually in the paddock with Haas, because I believe it's the, like, anniversary uh, start of like the F1 as well. So it's going to be some great video coverage of that. It, it gives me vibes of when uh, Kevin last season took pole. It, it's that kind of momentum. And I hope that he can stay with it. But I mean, the silver linings has not been the best in race pace. Um, they've been good every once in a while. I mean, even Hulkenberg had some good shots a few times um, throughout qualifying in um, the first couple of rounds of qualifying. But Oh, I really hope they can get points. I mean, Hulkenberg, like, finishing, I think he finished 12th. So it's still in potential play that I could get both of my my bowl predictions and both of these guys in the points, albeit let's hope that um, they just stay on the line because that line, the minute you're, like, a millimeter off, you're going to go into the wall. And also with wind as well. We saw that towards the end of qualifying, how strong that wind was. Even in the interviews with Danica Patrick as well, you could just see, like, you can't even see her face. Her hair was just, like, blowing it, um opposite direction. So 
it's going to be very powerful if that's going to be the case. And there's always rumors about potential rain tomorrow as well. So again, that's another factor into it. But oh, it's a great one for Haas. And especially, as you mentioned, home race, uh, one of the home races. Technically, I would say Austin is more so their home race compared to, um, sorry, compared to like Las Vegas and Miami, but still doing quite well. Um, but oh, I'm so happy for Kevin. He's been one of my drivers throughout the last couple, like last season and this season as kind of ones to kind of look out for. So hopefully he can retain it. I would love it for him to stay in P4. But I just want him a top. I just want him a points finish, a consistent points finish for this race tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's a general general feeling. We were saying in the preview that we really wanted Haas to have a good home race for once, and uh, yeah, it certainly looks like it's going their well so far. And another weekend that's actually going their way so far, uh, Rachel is Alpine. I mean. When you hit rock bottom, there's only way one way you can go, and that is up. And up seems to be P5 for Pierre Gasly, uh, a mega effort. Alpine looking a lot more on the pace and less on fire this weekend. <laughs> yes, for sure. I've been hyping up Alpine all season for whatever reason. Like every week on our podcast, I'm like, they're here, they're back, they're getting on the podium. And I'm glad that this week um, I said, I'm done saying that because it's not happening, but look at them go now. I just need to say the opposite of what, what I want to happen and it'll happen. But no, I think I think Pierre has a really good chance of scoring some great points this week. He has George right behind him that I think could be really challenging because we know George George can be really aggressive. Uh, we saw that last week with him and Max, but so I think he'll have some challenges off the line, but I'm hoping that he'll be able to stay up front. Um, and Sophia mentioned the weather, Florida weather. It's like, it can be really sunny. Then all of a sudden this like singular cloud fl- flies in rains for 15 minutes and then it's gone. And the rest of the day is beautiful. So like, I think there is a decent chance that we might get at least partially a wet race, but who knows, but just wanted to put that out there as well. Yeah, there has been a lot of chat about rain this weekend. Um, Christine Horner was saying on Friday that he was expecting at least um, either Saturday or Sunday to have some form of rain. We have no rain today, so uh, it could be a bit of a spanner in the works, and hopefully it's not flood-worthy, uh, obviously. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a good chance of rain. Um, and Charlie... P6 for George Russell and Mercedes, they had a bit of an odd quality today. You know, they were really struggling in Q1. They, you know, got out at the last minute. Q2, we know how that went and we'll get onto that later. But P6 for George Russell, I think he'll take that given just not <laughs> how off the pace Mercedes have been and realistically probably probably would have been around the sort of ninth, tenth if qualifying had gone normally. Yeah, I would agree. I think six for George is might be a little strong to say incredibly generous, but I don't think on race pace alone that Mercedes could have got six on merit if there wasn't a red flag at the uh, at the uh, Q3, uh, the last qualifying round. Um, it's just it just kind of highlights kind of the wonkiness that this qualifying session was that he's up that far. Not saying that George couldn't give Gasly a run for his money or, you know, try and fend off Leclerc to, to kind of keep that P6. But I don't really see him advancing too much up the grid personally. Yeah, it's been a, a tough, uh, tough weekend for Mercedes. And we'll um, touch on that more later with uh, 
Lewis Hamilton, uh, where he finished. Um, but Sphere, um, a driver that didn't actually finish qualifying, he finished in the wall, um, and that was Charles Leclerc. Crofty, Crofty certainly gave him the kiss of death, going, wow, that's epic, as he then spat out of control, and it broke the rear of his car. Ferrari would be hoping there's no gearbox damage to, to that Ferrari tomorrow, because that will stick him really far down the grid. But P7 for Charles, good pace in the Ferrari, opportunities maybe to climb the grid. Yeah, I mean, I was just seeing the replay because I still have my TV on and looking at the slow motion. And I think the biggest thing was coming off the line, went into some of the um, turns just a little bit too fast and too hard, which obviously you need to in qualifying, but then there's a limit that they need to kind of like understand. And then again, that win, but that section has been one of the dangerous sections throughout qualifying and even free practices as well that we saw some of the drivers go kind of a bit too wide, a little bit understeering, sorry, not, understand more so the oversteer um happening on the on the rears of the car so yeah it's just oh his frustration afterwards you could see him slamming his hands on the wheel he was he was on track to be probably i would say very close to paris if not to take pole i mean i don't know how max would have been because obviously he was on his lap when it, when the crash happened is his only lap um because he backed out towards the end of it um but it was, it was a great lap. It would have been a great one for both. I mean, it still is a great one for Ferrari. Like, obviously, as mentioned, science is his first top three podium this season so far. So we'll see. It's just uh, Miami is so tricky. And now with how this grid is, it's very unpredictable because you have cars that you weren't expecting. You had cars from last season that weren't doing well, that are doing well. So new data, new kind of teams to all five for i.e. Aston Martin and Mercedes looking at those two in particular I just hope Ferrari doesn't bin it and but things that that's been such a case of <laughs> that's been such a case of the Ferrari this season even last season as well so hopefully it's fine but yeah I mean that gearbox because he's had he's replaced his gearbox before hasn't he already this season I believe so it's one that you want to watch out for the penalties down the line at the end of the season as well but Hopefully that they can actually get some decent points and just not go off the track and hit the wall as Charles did again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not been a, a good time for him at that uh, that quarter as Charlie mentioned earlier. He'd, he'd already had a crash there um, in free practice two, and then he's gone and done it again in qualifying. It's a uh, let's hope he can uh, keep it on the track for the race. Um, Rachel P nine for Max Verstappen, and now this isn't the first time we've seen Max Verstappen be a brutally caught out by red flags in qualifying but when he was not able to set a banker up to begin with because he had that big moment goes for a second run red flag and now he's massively behind his title rival yeah no he definitely is um it's definitely not the position that he wanted to be in going into this race however i that Red Bull is so fast and just unstoppable. I truly believe that Max has a very good chance of ending up on the podium uh, after this race. I, I honestly do. I, I just see him flying through the field. People know they can't really defend against their speed, especially in those DRS zones. So I, I have a feeling he's going to be right up there on the podium. He's going to have no, no problem. Maybe he'll enjoy getting to race some people this season for the first time because he's always just been way out in front. But yeah, no, I think Max, 
I think he'll have a fine race tomorrow, although very frustrated. I'm sure he's very frustrated with the situation, but that's why you got to get out there as soon as possible and quality and make those qualification laps stick right away. You never know when something like this could happen. Yeah, it's incredibly unpredictable. And, you know, you always have to be alert around the street circuit, as uh, Jolian Palmer famously once said. Um, Charlie, running out the top 10 now, Valtteri Bottas and... Sophia may remember our conversation that we were having about Alfa Romeo in the preview, but Alfa Romeo have been so up and down this season, it's really hard to get a sort of an idea of where they're going to be from one race to the next. And here we are, Bottas, P10, considering they were dead last in, in Baku. It really is a track-dependent car because this is, a, is what most people would say is a mighty result for, for Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, with the very woeful uh, final last week in Baku, and to come back and to get at least starting, you know, on the tenth, tenth bottom of the grid, Bottas has kind of flipped it completely on end, and the Alfa Romeos did too. And it's kind of nice because I like Bottas. I think he's a pretty good driver, and you know, it's it's nice to see him kind of get some success finally. For this year, um, especially in preseason, if I remember correctly, the Alfa Romeo was looking really good. I know we're five five races in, but the they kind of just fell off. They they had a good preseason, then they just kind of dropped off. So to see them kind of claw back at least to P10 is nice, and it's, you know he'll get some he'll get a good good starting spot around. Um, I think behind him is uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Albon, so I think I think he'll end up about roughly where he's at for for this race. Yeah, it's um, it's incredibly tight that midfield. We've we've seen it swap and change so much this season. It's really hard to get a, a firm picture of uh, who's going to be where. But Bottas put himself in a in a great position, and I guess it's segued into another driver who's put himself in a great position, Alex Albon. Um, we may as well talk about Williams in general, given that's not really all that much to talk about the other driver, <laughs> Sophia. Um, but P11, P20, uh, Sargent will naturally be very disappointed in his home race, but Alex Albon showing yet again why he is just a great driver. A hundred percent. I mean, the straight line speed that Williams had, like the commentator said it throughout in the free practices and, and even mentioning in Baku that the Williams is fast if they have a decent track, like a decent track and a decent car setup. And we can see it in this qualifying, like even in um, the in Q1 and Q2s as, as well, like the Williams would making surprise to even the own commentators. Like we didn't see them that far. Like we weren't expecting them that far. Uh, wow. We, <laughs> so flustered from this because it's so unusual we weren't expecting the Williams to be this far up um with these grids because they've always been out in Q1 or just like on the bottom scraps of Q2 but to get um Albon very very close into Q3 I think was absolutely a feat because I mean looking at the numbers it was just 0.2 tenths off from um Barta so it wasn't even that much of a gap in between the two but yeah, I mean, going with Logan, like, it just wasn't his day. I guess the timings of it, because he was one of the first ones to do the final laps when all the other drivers were, and then obviously traffic was a big issue throughout Q1, trying to find the right time, and then 
trying to do double cool-ups sometimes as well and just resets. It just wasn't in the favor for it. But, I mean, he he did all right, given that he's never drove on this track like a few other drivers. Obviously, he's the bottom one out of the rookies. And home one makes it even kind of a little bit more bittersweet. But, I mean, we can get points from that. Not points. We can get positions from that because we've seen, I think, what was it? Last year, we had one that started from the pit lane and I think moved up about five or six spaces. So, who knows? He might be classified P16 as that record still stands, apparently, of every single race so far. He's been classified as P16 and will hold the record for the most um, same positions, consecutive positions held that wasn't in podium, I think, or in points, um, as Crofty mentions all the time. But really excited for Williams. I think Albon could get points. I think he can battle it with the likes of probably Ocon and probably Bottas, even bringing the other Hasses of both Magnussen and Hulkenberg. I think those ones are kind of be the battle, even though in Hamilton and his own teammate as well as Joe. Those ones, anyone that's not really in the top three, it's pretty much fair game. I think that could battle with the with the Williams for for Albon, not not for Logan. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how this midfield and exactly uh, what I said earlier that it's going to be really close. And the P twelve, uh, Rachel, you have Nico Hulkenberg in the other half. We know it's a quick car, and you know when you've got. Bottas ahead of you, who you would say the Haas is quicker than that, and also the Williams, which you could then also argue that the Haas is maybe got a bit better race pace overall. He certainly looks like he's on course for maybe P10, maybe P9. It could it could really be quite close. Right. No, I completely agree. I think Hulkenberg has a good chance. And I also think that Hulkenberg has really done his job this year at Haas. Um, when they brought him back in, I was a bit concerned. I was like, really, you're going to pick Nico Hulkenberg. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but I definitely did. And I think he's just done a really good job. Like he's had great qualification pace so far this season. Um, I mean, today he didn't make it into Q3, but overall he's done great. Um, and then of course, in the practice session, he had his, his crash and everyone was like, oh gosh, it's starting. But no, I think I've been very impressed with Nico. I agree with you. I think he maybe could get a P10, not much more than that. Um, I don't think, but hopefully he can snatch another point for his team. Yeah. And Sophia will be certainly hoping given that it was her poll prediction in the preview for the Haas. So uh, fingers and toes certainly crossed um, <laughs> for Sophia. Um but Charlie, we now need to talk about uh, Lewis Hamilton and P13. And um, we know that Mercedes has generally been getting better. It looked like in Baku they really sort out a lot. I even said on the preview that I think Mercedes are back. They're going to do great. And here we have Lewis Hamilton P13. Not it's really poor for Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think if uh, you had on your bingo card, Bottas, uh, Albon, and Hulkenberg ahead of Hamilton. I'd like to, you know, double check, <laughs> double check your guesses here. Cause that is an incredibly lucky one. Um, no, it was, yeah, I, it was not a very good showing for, for Lewis at all. Um, if I think if they said in the broadcast it was the first time he has ever not been in the top five in qualifying in America. I think it was so like he didn't, he wasn't, he was almost 
down to 15th, which would be, you know, almost a 10, 10 point difference or 10 place difference. So I kind of, uh, I'll admit that I kind of missed his run, just dealing with some other stuff during qualifying, but just seeing that alone, just the thir- uh, P13 with an Alfa Romeo, a Williams and a Haas in front of him is just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I got nothing else to say. It's just mind boggling. It just kind of goes with the rest of this qualifying session, but there's a lot of people where you wouldn't expect them to be. Yeah. It's just certainly got a very shaken up and Hamilton will be a sort of licking his wounds. It was a really sloppy second sector from Lewis Hamilton that kind of cost him all that time through the pretty slow section. Just the car was sliding around and it locked him a whole bunch of time. Um, so, Sophia, we go on to the other Alfa Romeo of, of Zhou Guanyu. Um, 14th, I think that's fairly respectable from Zhou, given um, Alfa Romeo and just how inconsistent they are. I, I 100% agree. I mean, he's been iffy this season. This is this season's probably, I don't think it's probably his better season compared to last season, personally. Um, I think he, he showed a lot more this early on last season to, compared to what he's showing right now. But, I mean, he was in content a few times. Like, it was very, very close throughout qualifying how close these drivers were with each other. So, it was just, it all came down to tire degradation when they were going out to do the laps and making sure they don't go too far off the racing line. Like, those three were, like, the only reasons I kind of really sorted out for the qualifying uh, because it was just neck and neck throughout that entire, from Q1 all the way to Q3. But, yeah, it was a good one for him. I'm excited to see if he can make up some places. I, I think it is potentially possible. Um, it'll be interesting, obviously, with the likes of Hamilton alongside him as well to kind of see the difference of even just starting and seeing how they go into the first turn, what a seven-time world champion is to a second-year F1 driver. Like It'll be quite interesting to compare the differences to see who is fast off the line and who kind of takes the dive in more um, going into the first couple of turns. So I'm really excited, but yeah, I, I don't think he won't be in points. I think maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I think it'll be very close, but I'm just hoping he just doesn't go below 14th at the end of the race. Yeah, I think Joe will be uh, slightly uh, hesitant starting there on Mercedes because I believe the last time he did, he ended up on the roof. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my God. And, but is he... Oh, but he's on the outside. It's like he's on the inside as well. Well, I can't remember which side <laughs> it is in Miami. He's not... outside his P1. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I completely forgot about that. I mean, it's luckily it's not George, but still. I completely, oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll move swiftly on to, uh, to Alpha Tari, Rachel. We'll talk about uh, both Nick Preeta and... Uh, and- so Nick DeFries, P15, um, the first time we've seen him ahead of Sonoda in some time, and then Sonoda, who got knocked out in Q1. Um, I think it's fair to say that this AlphaTauri car isn't very good, and I think there's a very low chance of points if there's a normal race tomorrow. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't see them making much ground up. Um, I do think Nick, he's kind of struggled a little bit more than Yuki this season. So, you know, beating Yuki in this qualification, I think is, you know, a good pat on the back for him. He's maybe gaining uh, a little bit more experience and just getting more comfortable in the car. So good for him. And then with Yuki, he's, he's actually had a decently good season for how bad the car has been. I've been impressed with him um, and how he's finished. You disagree, Sophia? I'm just thinking about the three wheels in Baku situation. Oh, how could you forget that? That's all in our mind right there. But I, other than that, I think that Yuki's done pretty good. I, I was really worried, and I guess I still am worried for his future in F1. But especially this year, I was finally like, okay, I think he's moving in the right direction. Um, so I'm happy for him. I think I'm happy for Nick. Sophia, you're really good at stats. Has Is this the first time that Nick has finished in front of him in a qualification? Yep. Nice. I, I'm not a big statistics gal, but I was like, Sophia is on it always. <laughs> I was going to confirm with you. So, you know, good for Nick. And I think Yuki, um, he's going to be struggling back there to gain any ground. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to be another pretty tough weekend. Um, but also, it's going to be an incredibly tough weekend for McLaren, Charlotte. I mean, Norris P16, Piastri P19. They were showing good pace yesterday. I think people were like going, oh, this is more steady improvement from Baku. But as Lando said at the end of qualifying, they just peaked too early. They showed their pace far too soon. And by the time the other cars and other teams have, you know, ramped up their engines, they absolutely sank. Yeah. And as a McLaren fan, it does kill me that we are all the way down there. In comparison, like you said, with Baku being... Uh, if I remember correct, double points in uh, Baku last week, or at least Norris got points, I think, um, if nothing else. Uh, and then you go from that all the way down to double elimination in the first qualifying section. And it's just, yeah, the McLaren just does not look good this week. And I don't know if maybe it's track dependent, kind of like the Alfa Romeo, where it seems to look better on this kind of track. And the McLaren is the opposite. Um, I think Lando, if anybody can kind of claw that car ahead a couple places, uh, places, it will be him, but I'm not expecting, I'm not going to expect much, unfortunately, from Team Papaya this week. Uh, it, it certainly hurt me um, as well, also being a McLaren fan. I also have my bold prediction is um, Piastri would outscore, well, would be ahead of Norris in all sessions and, well, he's been my team. Um, so that one kind of went out the window. Uh, but finally, uh, Sophia, uh, we get round to my favourite Canadian, uh, Lance Stroll. Um, P18. And I'm not really sure what went wrong because his teammates in P2, Aftermarket, still of great pace. But this is just normal Saturday for Lance Stroll, I guess. Yeah, it's like he's just gone back a couple of years all over again um be quite the getting out in q1 i feel sorry for the strategist because you're gonna literally run two different strategies now for these two drivers because they are so far apart on how they are go- going to be on the grid and i think yeah i think asamon was just shocked in general for that like lo- looking at the numbers as well it's not even that far off from each other 
for um, Stroll to be knocked off. But again, it was just such a close qualifying. It's just that's how the grid lays um, for it. But yeah, uh, like I remember seeing the interview and he even Stroll was quite shocked, uh, shocked because it was like, given how well they've been doing with um, S1 and then obviously now the fact that Orlando's um, Alonso, well, Alonso is going to be P2, which is his like highest grade so far in the last couple of years. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, but yeah, I, I don't know if it was like a wrong call, if he had to back out towards the last couple of laps and that's where he might've had to like use his older times. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of a quick kind of mention. Oh yeah, stroll out P18 and then kind of moved, from, uh, moved on to Q2. So We'll see how it goes. Maybe they might pick up some positions. They're really good on the straights. So I, I could see them show potentially passing Sonoda and probably Lando and maybe battle with Nick and Joe. But I think that's probably like to the limit that uh, Stroll could probably get to. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely be a really tough race. Miami, while it does have its overtaking spots, it is seriously narrow. We saw just, you know, how difficult in Baku it was for drivers to follow, even in places where it does seem you can overtake. But we've got through all 20 drivers, and now it's time for the wonderful predictions, which I'm so looking forward to, given how well mine have gone so far this week. But, uh, Charlie, as you're as you're new here, we will put all the pressure on you right now to come up with your first uh, lot of predictions. So do you want to give us your podium for tomorrow's race? I think I'm going to go Checo, P1, Signs, P2, and Max, P3. I think he's going to, I think he's going to fight his way up. I'm going to, it's kind of a bold one too, but I'm going to mix it in. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Max already come back in Australia, for example. He's, he's not, um, you know, he's not a, a, the stranger from coming from the back. Um, so, Rachel, what is your podium? Well, if Charlie thought his was bold, um, I'm going Checo Max P2 and then Alonso P3. So I, I just have no doubt that Max is going to be able to just carve through the field. Like, and, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I just, that car is so unstoppable. So, But I, I do think Checo will be able to hold on um, and get P1. So, mm, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think the ripple is incredibly strong. And Sophia, I think mine might also be bold potentially as well. Um, I think Perez, Alonso, and Gasly will be my. He's done well last year in Miami as well, so I think it is possible. I think it'll be a quite close battle between Gasly and Max, though. I thought for a second you said Gasly did well. I was like, I, I, I thought he didn't finish last year. Um, <laughs> um, but for me, um, I am going to go Checo Fernando. I'm going to say he's going to stay on the podium. And then I'm going to go with Leclerc. I think he might have a good race. Um, something may happen with signs. I don't know. It's not going to happen because I've said it now. But um, We'll now move on to the bold predictions. So, Charlie, give us your bold prediction. Um, I'm going to say double points for Haas. I think Hulkenberg squeaks in ninth or tenth. 
Yeah, Sophia would be incredibly happy with that one. Uh, <laughs> um, I think she may stick with that one for hers as well. So, uh, Rachel? This is tough, but I think I'm going to go with kind of a lame one. And I'm going to say that it's going to rain for a little bit. Um, I, I didn't check in the forecast. It's quite scattered here and there, just like a low chance. So I think there's a chance, but I'm going to go. We're going to get see some wet action tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. I think it could be a, a really good uh, uh, sort of good race if there's a bit of rain. My bold prediction is coming from the heart and my sad, broken McLaren fan heart of that Lando may get points tomorrow. Um, I, I hope and I and I and I pray that that Lando will get at least P10, just one point. See, we're all McLaren fans here. I'm not sure how on board they feel. Well, come on, Lando. So that is all from us today. Um, of course, we are live streaming this um, to YouTube. So if you're watching, hello. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you're watching later, just know that we live stream all of our, well, all of our race and qualifying reviews. And if you want to be the first people to watch and listen to our podcast, make sure to subscribe and also hit the notification bell because that will let you know as soon as we go live. Um, we are also available on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal and Pocket Cast. Just search for the Grid Sport Podcast. And we have a massive back catalogue of shows of over 700 shows. So if you are stuck with something to listen to between now and the race tomorrow, there's loads of content. Go watch it all. It'd be great. Um, also, please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mic lights and recording equipment for our host. And we'll be back with tomorrow for what could be an amazing Miami Grand Prix. I know we would probably would have been saying this after last year's race, but with this mixed up grid, it could genuinely be an amazing race. So I'd like to thank all my guests and give them time to plug whatever they want to plug. So Charlie, as you are new here to um, Grid Talk, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find more from you? Uh, I have my Twitter that I use a bit, uh, Charlie Edits TV. Um, I talk about F1 and broadcasting a lot. So sometimes they go together, sometimes they're separate broadcasting, but sometimes they merge. Cool. Um, and Rachel, you're from Paddock Pals. Where are they can, can they find more from you? Yeah, I'm Paddock Pals podcast. Me and my cousin do it together. Um, you can pretty much find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, and then also Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. I think it's just like at Paddock Pals. You'll, you'll find it if you search it. But we like to, you know, have fun with it. Talk about different things. We just did our Zodiac compatibility compatibility episode about the drivers so if you're interested in astrology and f1 that's the episode for you and sophia you are of course a co-host for us at um grid talk but where else can they find from you yeah so i still work with everything f1 so i primarily do articles looking at f2 and f3 I occasionally sit on the podcasting so you can find it 
on all social media, join EF1 or on our website, www.everythingf1. As mentioned, I co-host um, a new series that we've started this season called Formula Talk, which is with Tom Downey um, and a few other guests throughout the season where we look at primarily F2 and F3, but we do discuss the new F1 Academy, which is racing this weekend, and sometimes IndyCar and Formula E. And you can find that wherever you find Grid Talk um, episodes as well. It's all kind of merged together in the same kind of catalog on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music and all that. Yeah. And make sure to check it out and if you want to find more from me i'm basically just on here there's no <laughs> no nothing um more exciting than that but thank you for all joining me today thank you so much for listening we will be back of course for the race tomorrow but until then thank you for listening to the grid talk podcast powered by beth online goodbye